Hi everybody, and welcome to Literally Autistic. Sorry that I had no episode last week. I had life things that got in the way, and I did kind of need a break in doing some work as well. So I apologize ahead of time. I will try to maintain a weekly schedule with new podcasts for Literally Autistic. In the meantime, I would just like to let everybody know that I am looking at doing an assessment. I know that where I am, there is a really good possibility that it's going to take a very long time to get an official assessment and diagnostic or diagnosis for autism. But that doesn't really matter, to be honest, because I know deep in myself that I do have symptoms and signs of autism, uh, a high functional autistic um, on the spectrum. So I'm looking forward to the process, even though it is a lengthy process. And I can't wait for it starts up. Um, Okay. So the last little while, I have been trying to understand exactly where the issues fall and I'm well aware that I have very difficult times when it comes to emotions, recognizing my own emotions, seeing other people's emotions and being able to see life from other people's perspectives rather than just my own. And I know that it's a difficult time and it does get in the way because a neurotypical person who does not have autism and no other disabilities or issues like ADHD or trauma related uh, disabilities, their abilities to recognize and understand social cues and social norms and rules and being able to feel emotions and express them in a proper way that makes sense is simple. Like they learn it through their day to day as a child, as they grow up and into their teenage years and or adolescent years. And then as they get into an adult, it becomes normal. Like it's just a very common everyday activity, like tying, learning, learning to tie your shoes or learning to, um, to read and write. You do it naturally. And if you have a lot of friends and, and if you're very social and you get a, and you get to know a lot of people and you have numerous experiences with both members of, of the sex, with women and men and with adults throughout the years that as you're growing up, you develop a perfectly healthy, normal behavior and your norms and your and those social requirements just occur naturally. You don't really have to think about it. So for myself, I find that I have to think about everything and I often, nine out of 10 times, tend to not get it right. I don't really have the proper understanding. I don't know that I even have to do it. It's like I don't have the rule book in front of me and I have no memory of having to do these things or that it's required of me to, to, to act this way and behave a certain way and speak a certain way. Now, I realize a lot of you are out there and are promoting autism acceptance, saying that 
people out there who are neurotypical should understand and accept that our brains are different and that we behave a different way and should be understanding of things that the way things work for us in our minds compared to someone who is not like who is not autistic and has has normal behaviors so i think there's a bit of a controversy whether or not people should accept it or whether or not an autistic person should conform like I don't necessarily think it's cut and dry. Like it's not black and white. Like it's not, yes, we should all conform and we should get training and we should learn these traits and try to adapt and try to do the best that we can. And it's not as simple as, yes, people should just accept us. People should just realize that we're different, that our brains aren't the same as theirs, and that's just the way it is, and that they need to adapt and conform to our differences that we have every day if it were that simple then life for everybody in the world not just people on the autism spectrum but uh, neurotypicals things would be easy things would be simple things would work well there wouldn't be issues and conflicts we wouldn't have famines and wars and and capitalism wouldn't be insanely crazy and we wouldn't be complaining about socialism and so on because life is not black and white. Life has middle grounds. There's gray areas. And I know that some people who are neurotypical out there don't think that way. <clears throat> Excuse me. They think it's either a yes or a no. A do it or don't do it. A high and a low. They don't see uh, possibly's or maybes or I'll have to think about it or yes, but we need to do something different. Like, they either want us to say, yes, I will do this, or no, I can't do this. Yes, I agree with you. No, I disagree with you. And in my brain, I always have beyond just a yes or just a no. I want to say, hmm, I, th yeah, but I think it should be blah, blah, blah. Like, it, you, you want to... You, you're looking for adaptations and changes and conf like, and there's numerous possibilities instead of just the two. And a lot of people have a hard time, who are neurotypical, excuse me, have a hard time just dealing with that. They, they want an answer from us. They want us to say, yes, I agree with you, and that's it. Or they don't want it but they understand that there is that possibility that we're that they're gonna have someone disagree with them like say no i unfortunately disagree with you i think it should be like this and so it's one of those things that if it were simple like i said everything would be easy but it's not and some people have a better time with that than others there are some out there that are very adaptive and very understanding and will do or change things in order to make everybody happy or to, to make everybody accommodated and comfortable. And then there are those that won't do anything. They won't make any sort of adjustment or any changes or they won't adapt or they won't adjust their <clears throat> behaviors or styles or the methods that they use to be inclusive of people like us on the autism spectrum who don't necessarily think that way 
like we're able to perform and we're able to do the tasks and do the things that are required nine out of 10 times or eight out of 10 times in a daily life or, you know, if we're working and doing a project or something. But sometimes our ways of doing it or what was, what is required for us in order to be able to do the work isn't the same as what the neurotypical has for requirements or standards or necessities. So it might take us a little longer to do the work. It might take us, it might require to use different tools or maybe it's an, another way around it, but still gets results. Someone who's not very adaptable and is neurotypical is going to get extremely frustrated awful fast and it's going to have a, they're going to have a very difficult time realizing this. And they're, they could get frustrated easily. They could get angry. They could get, they could storm out and, and just not want to deal with it because they find that what they do <clears throat> and the way they've done it so many times in the past works best for them but it doesn't necessarily work for someone who has autism because they have different ways of thinking different ways of proceeding in what they're doing whether it's a work-related project or it's a home-related thing that they do and they may try to do it there like the way that the neurotypical does but they're going to fail repeatedly and they're not going to make any progress so when they find a way in their own lives that's comfortable and that makes sense and works and is successful for them, then they're going to continue to use that method. And then they develop that routine. And when the routine changes because somebody out in the world who's a neurotypical doesn't agree or doesn't, doesn't accept that, then life can become extremely difficult and very frustrating for the person who's on, who is autistic. And as I'm sure we're all aware of, we can get easily frustrated and we could have a meltdown or we could freeze up and just not be able to do anything. And it takes us, it could take us a long time to recover and then to continue on. Now, a lot of people out there who are autistic don't get this option. They don't have the luxury of having somebody in their life whether it's a manager or a coworker or a partner in a re in a relationship that is willing to change things in order to accommodate them it's it's very uncommon it honestly it's not a it's not a norm i i don't know what the actual percentage is out there of people out like who are neurotypical that do accept and do make changes and uh, take on adaptations in order to make it easier for the person who has autism in work or in relationships. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's it's definitely not majority. I can guarantee you that most employees or employers out there in most companies, when they hire someone who's whether they know or not that that person that they've hired has autism, their willingness to change things even if it's just a small change it doesn't I'm, I'm not saying that they're going to change everything and make a huge adjustment so that that person with autism can do their job properly more often than not that isn't necessarily what's required of them it's like changes like 20 25 percent perhaps maybe 30 percent of an adjustment 
so that the person who has autism feels comfortable in what they're doing and, and has accommodations and adjustments so that they're more productive in what they're doing. Or in a relationship, they're more capable of being able to be successful and be happy in their relationship. There are a lot of people out there that, that it takes a lot of effort and a lot of push to get them to do it. Sometimes when they finally have made the changes and they see, hey, you know what, this isn't so bad. This isn't as hard as I thought it might be. They suddenly change their uh, their views and how they think about it. And the, f the next time that an adjustment may be required, they're a lot more willing and accepting of this. And then the transition is easier the second time and third time around. But getting them to do it and getting them to be open to this is harder for a lot of them because... They're so used to doing things a certain way that to them is normal. To them is, is typical of how this is expected and how to get things done, especially if they've been doing it for a very long time. If they've been doing the same thing for 10, 20 years and they're really good at it and they know exactly how it works, having somebody who's a high-functioning autistic person come in who's just as capable of doing the job and knows how to do the work and and can be successful and is efficient and qualified, but some adjustments are, ne are needed in order for them to be able to do the work so that they can be productive and, and efficient. It's difficult for that person of 20 years to just say, yeah, sure, let's make the changes. Like, I know that it's not 100% of the case or of the time that this happens. You'll, you'll get that 20, 30% of the people, hopefully, that will be able to go, okay, yeah, let's see. Maybe maybe a new fresh idea, a new, new perspective on it will help. Maybe this will be better for us and we'll be able to change it and make it work just as well. And a lot of the times they find out that it is. That it is proper, like it does work correctly and it does work well. And they enjoy it too. Like they find, and then they learn that there are more than, there is more than one way of doing it. Like it's amazing how learning a new way or a different perspective of doing your job or doing this project or this role can benefit everybody, not just the person who has autism, but the person who is the person who is neurotypical and has been doing it for the same way every year, every time for 20 years or 10 years or however long. They learn that there's another way of doing it and they might learn that maybe this step or step two or step three in it is better or, or it's quicker. Maybe it gives them more time to work on other projects. Maybe they find that it's more efficient and less stressful, right? Like. It's amazing how being open to new ideas and new possibilities and adjustments in order to help people can be beneficial for everybody, especially the person who maybe at first was hesitant or reluctant to make the change. But if it benefits everybody, then the person who, who is a high-functioning autistic on the spectrum feels included, feels appreciated, feels welcome, and they feel comfortable, and they end up being happy, and they thrive, and they find success, 
And in the future, whether they decide to move on and find new um, a new career or new endeavors, or there maybe they they find somebody that they fall in love with and they want to look at having a family or maybe get married or maybe they want to become self-employed someday. These experiences along the way that they have are helping them see and know that this can happen, that it can work for them too. That just because that they have autism doesn't mean that they can't be successful and they can't be happy in what they're doing or what they're trying to achieve in life. It can be amazing. It can be super incredibly positive and encouraging for that person. You know, like the more that we do and find works for us and we get, you know, we get good, good feedback and we, and people see us as capable of being, of being able to do the right thing and do the job properly and be happy and be productive and efficient for everybody. And they get, like I said, they get that good feedback and they, and they, they learn that they're doing a good job. It helps them in the future. They will know, okay, yeah, great, awesome. It works. It's good. You know, like they they learn that it's possible that and they and they become less anxious about trying something new. They learn that it's not so bad and then it gets easier for them. And then there is less hesitancy and less like nerves and anxious feelings that they that they have that they will have because they they know that what they did worked. What they did made sense. It was good that they were able to do it just like every other person. Sure, there was adjustments to make it more accommodating and more capable for that person who has the autism, but they they learn that it's doable, that it's possible, that they can get it done just like that person who has who who is a neurotypical. It's amazing how it works. And I want them to know that you can do this. If you if you're lucky enough to find the right place and the right people who are open-minded and accepting of differences other from uh, things other than their own knowledge and understanding of life and the way things work, then they're going to have much their, their opportunities and their successes are going to be more often and better. There's a better chance that they're going to have these successes and they're going to ha- live a happier life, a more healthier life, and they're going to have less issues. There are a lot of people out there who have autism and are on the high functioning scale or spectrum part of it, formerly known as Asperger's. They, they, there are a lot of people out there who are successful because they've worked hard and they're resilient and they're tough and strong and patient with themselves. And sure, they go through some hardships. They might meet people who aren't very accommodating or aren't very open-minded in regards to their condition. But then there's people out there that they find and meet up with that are. They, they think that they can, that, yeah, sure, we'll make changes. I want you to be able to do your job. I want you to be able to be happy. I want you to be able to feel successful and feel good about yourself and and progr- make progress and move forward in your life. 
And if they can do this, like if, if they find that person who's capable of doing it, it's amazing. And then it works. And then they, like I said, they feel confident, they feel strong, they feel good about themselves and they move forward and they have a much better chance of having a happy, successful life. And it's amazing for them. When it comes to relationships, there are a lot of people out there, and it is unfortunately a vast majority of people, who require certain things, certain needs, certain limits, like certain minimum requirements in a relationship that they want. Because most people out there have their own personal needs that are required to be met, like being happy, being respected, being heard, um, being loved, being cared for, someone who shares responsibility, someone who's going to be able to be a good, successful parent, someone who's open, um, emotional. Like there's all sorts of requirements. Not everybody has the same requirements. Some people have less needs than others, but they can do it. And there are some people who are very demanding and then there are some people who aren't. And People who have autism uh, oftentimes have a hard time doing some of these things like being emotional, being open minded, being easy to learn. Um, some autistic people may have a hard time being a parent. Um, sometimes they may have a hard time being in relationships because they're too brutally honest or they're they don't know social the social norms like the etiquette the rules on being a partner on things that they have to say uh, things that they don't say um, how to react how to respond when someone's hurt or happy or excited or upset and angry right not 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 everybody who's a lot of people who are autistic have a very difficult time and struggle with that ability to do that. And if someone's needs in a relationship is for that kind of ability to be heard and understood when they're upset or when they're happy, and that person who has autism can't successfully meet that need, they often feel left out and alone and struggle in their relationship. And then it ends up not being good and they don't want to be with that person any longer because they can't meet their needs it's not fair it happens unfortunately you can't force somebody in a relationship to do stuff like you can't force somebody to, to say all right i understand that you have autism that you're gonna have struggles with this okay let's try to work with it you know, like I'm very open-minded. I, I want to try. I want to be capable. I want to see if this can work. I get it. I know that this is going to be harder for you, but let's give it a shot. Let's really try hard and make this work for both of us. You know, and then there are some out there that have no ability to give in. Like they, they don't, are not really willing to try anything. They're going to be very close-minded or very, very rigid and very strict with what they're willing to do for that person. So, if someone on the uh, who has HSD, if they're fortunate enough to meet somebody who is very open-minded and is willing to make adjustments and some sacrifices and realize that that person that they're dating may have struggles in certain areas of relationship requirements and are willing to try and adjust and still be happy, then they can have a successful relationship. They can do it. Like, 
Amy Schumer, who's a, com- a comedian out there in, in the U.S., has a, a husband who's autistic. And they were able to make it work. She loves him incredibly much. She doesn't have, she doesn't hold it against him whatsoever. Yeah, there are things that he does and says that are, that to a lot of people are kind of odd and the behaviors are like, huh, that's really strange behavior. I don't quite get it. You know, like those people may not necessarily be able to be in a relationship with someone who has autism. It's not right. It's not, well, it's not saying it's not right. It's not fair to the person who has autism, but that's the reality of it. Not everybody's going to be capable of, of making those changes and being able to understand the needs that are different for, for someone who has autism. There are times in my own relationship where there's a struggle with this. If I get overwhelmed and I'm starting to have a meltdown, I have a very difficult time, if an impossible time, understanding emotions, being emotional, trying to show empathy towards my partner. If I'm in a grounded state and I'm feeling good and I'm happy and I'm not stressed and I'm not overwhelmed, I have a much easier time of doing it. I might not get it right. I might make some mistakes along the way, but I'm definitely capable of doing it in that moment. But the moment that I get overwhelmed or I feel stressed and I have symptoms of autism coming up, it's going to be extremely difficult to be able to meet those requirements. And more often than not, this has been very frustrating for my partner because she's having a difficult time understanding the whole concept and the, and the problem that people with autism can have when it comes to these things. I'm a rigid person. I'm very routine based and I don't always understand emotions. Like I don't understand my emotions a lot of the time. I, I can get upset or I can be slightly ticked off or frustrated or sad. And I not even realizing necessarily that that's, a, that it's happening. And I, a lot of times I'm told or shown that this is what's happening. And it's frustrating for me because I wish I could just understand it. I wish it could happen without being told or prompted or or shown that, hey, look, this is what's required. But unfortunately, you're not being the emotional partner that I'm needing, right? Like, And, and I get frustrated because I'm going, oh my God, I want to do this, but I can't. And yet unbeknownst to me, I'm in the middle of an overwhelming situation and I'm starting to shut down and I can't see it necessarily right away. And then when I'm able to calm down and I'm able to reground and feel like my typical self, I then go, oh yeah, damn it, you're right. I did see now that I wasn't able to do it and it sucks that it's such a struggle. And because I have trauma as well, it really makes it worse like it it's it's so much stronger and it occurs so much faster than if i didn't have the trauma as well on top of the autism and it sucks and it's unfortunate that this happens i wish it weren't that way but unfortunately that's just the way my life is and i have to work on it i have to heal my trauma and get better and then i'm i can be more capable of controlling and under, and realizing when I'm having a meltdown and when I'm feeling overwhelmed and the symptoms and signs will be easier for me to recognize in the moment when it's occurring. 
it's a little more difficult right now. There is improvement, but it's not always there. Sometimes I have relapses, which sucks. And you just have to deal with it. And you have to try and be strong and be brave and not quit. Which is, it's so difficult to do. I wish it were easy, but it's not. And I know that for a lot of us out there, there are so many things that we have a hard time dealing with and it can frustrate a lot of people, but we've got to be strong and stand tall and not allow these things to get in our way of being successful or having improvement and feeling better about ourselves. I, I know it's hard for me and I know it's going to be hard for you guys. Relationships and autism are very difficult because there's so many things that are necessary and required in a relationship in order to make it happy and successful and thrive and grow to the point where maybe someday it'll be a long-term relationship or maybe marriage and me and then you could have a family together. It is it's not an easy thing to do because <clears throat> if it were there'd be way more people out there getting married and having relationships, uh, a lot fewer single people out there. Um so there's evidence out there, even for neurotypicals, that it's extremely difficult to have a successful, thriving relationship. So imagine a, a person with autism struggling even more to maintain a relationship because of the fact that there are so many things that they have such a struggle with when it comes to relationship requirements. If their partner is a very open, understanding person who's willing to fight through this and, and make things work, then it's a lot easier for them to do so. And then there's a better chance to be successful in a relationship. But it's that's usually not the case. Majority of us, a majority of people out there who have autism often have a lot of failed relationships, numerous failed relationships because they struggle so much and they often have a partner who is not really capable of changing and is not the most open person when it comes to these to, to realizing what's going on and understanding the situation which is too bad but until society is more understanding and more accepting of autism and the under and the reality of what it is and what it's what our limitations are due to it until that happens there's going to be a continuation of more often than not person with autism failing many times in a relationship because their neurotypical partner has a hard time understanding and accepting the reality of a person who has autism when it comes to relationships. And that's, it's going to take some time, but someday it will change. It may not be our generation, but it could be our children's generation who sees the change and finds that there are more successful people out there who have autism and have more successful relationships and find it easier to live life instead of having so many struggles. All right, that's the episode for today. Again, sorry for not having one last week and sorry for this one being late, um, but here we are. All right, if you want to support me, go to www.ko-fi.com slash living with ADHD and CPTSD. You can reach me on Twitter at ADHD and CPTSD. 
I have a new email address. It is livingwithadhdandcptsd at gmail.com. You can reach me there and then we can have a chat. You can tell me anything you want. I am open to suggestions, open to talking about autism. If you'd like to be a guest on my show, I would be more than happy to accommodate and have you on. All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye.